We're back, episode 74 of the Hibs Ramble. Uh, Happy New Year to all. Hope you have had a lovely festive period. For those on the YouTube channel watching us at the moment, you will see that it is not your usual foursome this evening. It is a huge, huge improvement. Joined tonight with myself is Craig. Craig, how are you doing? Good, mate. Good to have you. Good to have you. Uh, we're joined by what Craig has uh, labelled him as the dinner lady. So instead of actually introducing him, first of all, I'm just going to let him ask us his favourite question. What did you boys have for dinner? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're joined by John McIntosh. John, how are you doing, son? You all right? I'm not bad. Not bad. Good, good, good. Uh, and we're also joined by John Tolmey. How are you doing, son? You good? Uh, I'm not bad at all. Good, good. Festive period. All right for you both? Brilliant. Aye. Uh, Good. Shite end to the year, but we get there in the end. They're typical hubs. Typical hubs. As you guys all have seen, listeners-wise, from the title of today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to do a 2023 hubs end-of-year quiz slash review. We're going to jump into that soon, but it would unfortunately be rude for us not to at least touch on the poor end to the, the calendar year that we've had. Um we have not spoke as a podcast prior, post Derby defeat. So, um, John McIntosh, I want to get your thoughts on the game as an overall. We're not going to get into the the ins and outs of it all. It's obviously a shit way to end any game, especially against them. But how did you feel going into the game? Were you confident? And how did you see at least the first half unfolding, considering the, the two two missed penalties and stuff like that? Mm, I, I I really thought that we were going to. Before the game, I thought we were going to win it. I really thought we were we were, we were going to score two or three against them. But after the first half, after we missed the penalty, especially, I I thought it was we were going to lose it late on. Um, but the, the longer the game went on, like the more you're thinking, like maybe we can nick it. Um, like I think you I think you think more about think more about us nicking it than them. Um, but yeah, heartbreak at the end, obviously. Um, what do you do though? That must be a that must be an age thing, Craig. Because I tell you what, I was thinking the complete opposite. The further the game went on, I was thinking it's them that are going to nick it. Um, yeah, seen it a million times before, haven't we, mate? Yeah, uh, John. What about you? How did you feel like? In fact, first of all, our penalty. There was a lot of talk about whether. Um, the Hearts player should have been sent off or not. What was your take on that? Do you feel like he should have? Uh, well, I thought when I saw it in real time, I, I thought I was sitting next to my family, my brother. I said, and I was like, "That's a straight red. The ball's gone at least basically in the net. Keeper might save it, but the ball's gone in the net." He put his arm up. It's a red card to me. I think it's a, it's a straight red. But since he's booked him, I don't think he can. I don't think he can really argued too bad about it because at the end of the day we should have scored it. Yeah. You don't score it's it safe from yeah. It's like at the end of the day, if it's not a red even if even though it wasn't a red, you still have to score it and put that that to bed. 
And how did you see the the, the second <clears throat> half unfolding? For me, anyway, it felt like it was kind of more our dominance and Hearts we kind of were able to not necessarily pin Hearts in, but it just felt like there was a lot of pressure from us in the second half. And like John said earlier on, it just felt like it was a bit of, a bit of pressure and it could have potentially only been a matter of time till we nick it. Did you see it going the same way or like me and Craig just alluded to it, just kind of felt like they would probably go up the other end and nick it? I, I think, uh, I mean, any time Hibs and Hearts play, the longer you leave it uh, 0-0 or 1-0 or whatever, the more chance Hearts are definitely going to run up and score in the later minutes and steal a point or all three points or whatever. And, I mean, you see it every time. They do it to us historically, to be honest. And it's, we bring it on ourselves, not putting chances away, not shutting balls down quick enough, being able to defend properly half the time. It's just disappointing. Yeah, no, you're right. Craig, I'll just to, because I don't want to dwell on what was another, another Derby defeat, but what I'm quite keen to hear from you is kind of more the, the talking points within the game. So, like, there was a lot of flack for Lewis Miller post-match. Rocky's defending. Obviously, Shanklin takes the finish really, really well. Um, and you've then got the, the two penalty incidents in, in the first half as well. How did you see the, the key key moments of the game or the key individual performances on, on both sides? I mean, <clears throat> I think the everybody could see that Miller was poor. Um, and... As I actually seen something on Twitter about um, somebody criticised him and he was like, oh, you're not allowed to criticise him because he had an interview with a podcast. Like, that's not how it works. Like, Miller, for me, was was poor, probably his poorest game since he's been at the club. Um, in terms of the other stuff, I mean, the penalties, the Shanklin ones are a let off because obviously Marshall's went the complete wrong way and Shanklin's just mishit it. Our one obviously is frustrating because the keeper saves it. But other than that, I mean, I've seen folk arguing as well about Rocky that oh, he was Rocky was superb for eight to nine minutes, but it's that one thing. But it's like that's that's the most important thing. Like he got he got ragdolled by Shankland to the point where he's like almost done like a scrunch jump, to and he still somehow jumped underneath the ball. And then Will Fish has just stood off and stood off and stood off and obviously thought, probably naively, oh, he's on his weak foot. And, like, I don't know, I, I came folk have got opinions on Shankland as a striker and is he really that good with his penalties and that, but that finish was was top class, um, as hard as it is to say. And it's just, it's, it's just symbolic of us within Derby, so I don't even think it's necessarily the moments, it's just... I said it somewhere, I can't remember if I said it in a group chat on Twitter, but it's like, so we've changed players, we've changed manager, we've changed owner. The stadium's changed. The training ground's changed. Everything materialistic, tangible, non-tangible about the club has changed and we're still falling to to defeats like that. I don't even understand it because it's like, no, if hearts have remained the same for the past however long in our lifetime, like, my. My record and I'm, our record in my lifetime is absolutely shambolic. Like it's a joke. Um, but in terms of key instances, I thought I know I seen folks saying they thought it was a good game. I actually thought it was quite a shite game. Yeah, I thought the same. Um, I thought the exact same. It was weird looking at the stats territorially and seeing that we probably slightly edged having more of the ball. But again, as we've spoken about before, Sean, 
we're now getting to the point where we've got more of the ball, but longer into Montgomery's tenure, we're becoming less attacking as the weeks are going on. Yeah, um, and more easier to read as well. And that, that yeah. takes us, it, it fits us perfectly into briefly talking about the, the Motherwell game as well, because what you've just ended on saying there is what a lot of the post outcry from the support has been. Um, John Mack, quick question on that on the Motherwell game, first half, I felt anyway, that we, we dominated it and done really, really well. We pinned Motherwell in, um, could have been two or three goals in front, and it felt like that was, especially in recent weeks, probably since maybe the Dundee game at home, which was so many weeks ago, that that was probably our best performance under Montgomery. Would you agree? How did you assess the, the first half against Motherwell? It was, de- it was definitely our best performance um, this year, I think. Not calendar year, this this, um, this season. season. Um, but th- that's the thing, though. There's been a few times I've said that this year and last year where we've said, oh, it's a brilliant performance. Um, and we went in with a draw or behind. And it's like, it's just a bit... I'd, ra- I'd, ra- I'd rather... We, we, say it, we say it quite a lot. I- I'd rather play shite and be, and be 1-0 up. Or two and a half. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's a bit boring when you play all right or quite well and then you don't take the lead and you don't put chances away and it just seems like that's a, a current theme every week. Um, yeah. Especially especially under Montgomery, I think we're I think we play like I think we play quite good football, um but just don't put chances away. And that's yeah. that's when that's where we're dropping points. Yeah, completely agree. John, do you kind of echo that as well? And just because he's mentioned about like the way that we're playing and, and how Montgomery's setting up, not only do you agree with what John's just saying there, but how do you see us moving forward in regards to Nick Montgomery? Because there's been a lot of outcry about his shape, his philosophy, how slow we are playing out through the back. How do you can he take it all on as a as a supporter on the sidelines? Obviously, you were nodding your head sitting there. You would rather us pretty much be scummy and win in one nil. Um, but it has the longer it seems to be, we seem to be going on under Nick Montgomery's reign, the easier we seem to be to get beat. If that makes sense, so like the way that we're playing and we're easier to read. Do you see it the same way? I'm still a very I'm still sort of on the fence of. I mean, when we were looking for a new manager, the shows were like Derek McInnes and whatnot. I personally, as much as I would love to see it, I think it gets old really quickly and you start going, like, we're doing all right, but we want more to, like, scream about. I think it's still too early to comment on Montgomery. He's not had any of his own players and he's had to work with a very, very thin squad, as you can see by the bench against Motherwell. and some wee injuries. I think it's. I think it is far too early to tell if he's going to do it. I mean, he came in what? When did he come in? October, September. It's yeah. quite early, and he's only. It's only January now. I think Jan, uh, this January transfer window and the summer, bringing players that fits his four four two system, and that he knows would work. And then the jury's out on him, depending on how he is. I don't. I think the first half against Motherwell was some of the best I've seen us play. I think Jair was brilliant, getting past his defender constantly, 
And I mean, there's all the cry of Dylan Venter shouldn't be dropping deep and stuff like that. But I think he should be there for at least one of the other ones to tap it in. It's, he's apparently a, a six-yard box striker. He should be in the six-yard box for the chances and tapping them in. Because the first one in the first half, I think, I think it's about five minutes in, if that, it's a brilliant ball across and no one's there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I you're, do right. Think, you're right. I do think there's an element of naivety to Montgomery, though, in terms of I get the whole, he's not got his own players and all that, right? But he's also not helped himself by persisting with Boyle up front for the last however many weeks, you and being benched for however many weeks, trying to play with Newland Levitt for however many weeks. Like the instruction to get Venti to drop deep and then like John was saying there, the balls that are flashed across the box. I think the guy that does the Hibs Observer's done like a wee Yeah, I've seen the exact Twitter. same thread. Yeah. And it's yeah. Venti gets the ball and knocks it on the halfway line, but he's not got the engine to get up and get in the box to finish the chances off. Like more often than not, he's not even in the box. So while I do think that there needs to be no caution given me Montgomery, but he needs to be given the chance to get players in. I do think instances like Saturday, um, it almost seems like it's he's going to be very stubborn about the way he does things, like this persistence with Whitaker. Um, I think at the moment is only going to do the laddie more harm than good. Yeah. Because he's physically not ready to play week in, week out um, at this level. Like That's not slight on the boys' ability at all. I just, for me, that game was given how he's been playing first of January, Megwa should have been back and Megwa should have been in the starting eleven because he's been playing albeit for air during the championship, but he's been getting absolutely rave reviews. Um so I do think there is a bit of naivety about the way that we're setting up. I know Montgomery's never going to change his philosophy and that's a good thing. You want I mean the most successful managers I think are the ones that have got their principles and they stick to it no matter what. But I do think he's not helped himself with the decision making at times, especially with Sunday. Uh, Sunday, I mean, what day was it? Tuesday, Monday, whatever it was. Um, we haven't eventually put Stevenson on it right back. Yeah, you've you've, do... kind of, you've kind of touched on it, Craig. I was going to come to you to try and get a little bit of analysis about what Montgomery needs to do and what he maybe needs to tweak. You've you've obviously touched on that just now, and we spoke about it, the whole like boil up front as well and the persistence of that. And we obviously have great frustrations with the whole venti aspect of it. What yeah. else do you think? I mean, f- philosophy and everything like that is all good and well, and your principles, which I firmly believe you need to stick to. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to stick to a rigid four four two. With you can still have the same philosophy and the same principles, but in a different shape in and out of possession what else do you think Nick Montgomery needs to get right to either get more out of this squad because we've heard that the funds might even with the Melkerson money be limited in January with whatever's going on with the investment or lack of investment what else do you think Nick needs to do to try and get more out of the current crop that we've got I don't think he can if I'm being honest I do think that there's a lot of this team have reached a ceiling, like Sun, uh, the game against Motherwell, prime example uh, for Ellie's first goal. It comes for Joe Newell picking the ball up and driving at the defence. It's the only time he done it in the game. Yeah, the only time he does it, we're successful. Like instances like that with him. Like I know Joe Newell's got a massive fan base within the support, and I do like him, but 
instances like he'd done on Sunday, or I keep saying Sunday, uh, against Motherwell yeah, are just few and far between. Yeah. And what I don't think we need is another untried, untested, inexperienced centre-half coming in, because that's apparently what we've got coming in for Leeds. Like, that's been the shout. And that's, for one, that tells me that Harbottle's absolutely stinking. Um. There's a rumour going about that after the game on against Motherwell. He was pictured at Waverley with three suitcases. I mean, I could have um, told you that after his Blackpool performance, if I'm honest. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we, well, we've seen him on Blackpool and we thought he was yeah. gashed was, in there as well. But Mego is the best house player in the park and he's a five foot whatever. Yeah. He was playing centre half and dominating there. Well, like, do you know what I mean? We need, we need an absolute bruiser at centre half. Like, that is what we need. We're. we're we're trying to go up against strike forces like Shankland, Miofsky, um, even you know teams like St Mirren and that that have got big physical, experienced forwards. With a twenty-four-year-old that's played about sixty career games in Rocky, and Will Fish who's in his second full season of professional football, you could argue like. January till last year till now, that's his first full year because obviously he never played between August and January's first season. So uh, for me, that's the glaring thing is a is a centre half like that's almost almost non-negotiable and also maybe a bit of freedom for Obita because it seems as if Obita is very very reluctant to go too far forward because of maybe a lack of support in that that he gets coming back for year. Um, so whether that's instructed by Montgomery, because I think he's attacking wise, fullback wise, like he's a better attacking fullback than than Lewis Miller is on the opposite side. Yeah, I mean you could argue Chris Cadden when he comes back as well. So just to give Obita a bit more license, because when he does get down the left flank, as we've seen in the past, he's pretty dangerous. Yeah. What we'll do, boys, is we'll we'll wrap up kind of the review the the review. Sorry, on those two games now. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of what we wanted to do this evening. Um, speaking to the boys off-air about this, speaking to the boys in the group chat as well, we'd prepped a 2023-year uh, review for Hibs, and we've done it in the format of like a quiz. Um, probably wouldn't have done it if we'd actually got decent results against uh, the Hearts and Motherwell, but try and make the episode a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more interactive. So for those listening... Um, hopefully you are shouting and screaming at your TV, your phone, your whatever it is that you are watching or listening to this on it when some of the boys are not answering these correctly. Um, let us know, reply, DM us, whatever you want, get involved, let us know how you got on. So how this is going to work, boys, we've got a question for each month relating to said month um, throughout the calendar year of 2023. Most important rule of all is respect the Quizmaster. That is the only rule that I really have in this one. Um, bonus points available as well. Um, try and make the I'll try and make the questions as crystal clear as possible, and I will repeat them twice as well. If you need them a third time, let me know. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to do three months at a time. I'll keep score, and I will go th- uh, to each of these individually for your answers, and then I'll tell you whether that is the correct answer or not. So you don't need to worry about keeping score or anything like that, as long as I've got something to keep note of what your answers are, that would be greatly appreciated. Any questions before we get stuck into it? Not Fantastic, not boys. Anyone uh, confident? Nervous? Absolutely not. 
historically I would be, but because it's about the last year. Yeah. Nah. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't already checked out the the Derby special, I know you maybe no one to watch it now after us getting beat. But for those that haven't yet listened or watched that, we've done a lot of fun games and quizzes relating to previous Edinburgh derbies, and Craig seemed to smoke the majority of people on it. So um, go watch that back, listen to that. Um, we'd never really spoke about the upcoming derby too much on it. It was more about previous derbies, so that's a good laugh as well. Right, boys, we'll get stuck right into it. Well, like I said, we'll do three months at a time, so January, February, March, um, and then I'll go back and get your answers for January, then your answers for February, then your answers for March, and we'll see where you are at, and then we'll do the same month on month, right? So the first question uh, is for January. So in a month where we had six games, which included two derby defeats, two draws versus Dundee United and Ross County, and two wins versus Motherwell and Dundee, uh, sorry, Aberdeen, Lee Johnson put a good win to the sword and made the chairman of Aberdeen cry as well on national radio TV. Can't remember if it was both. What I want from you boys, and you get a point for each correct scorer, is I want you to name or write down the six or the who scored the six goals in our 6-0 victory against Aberdeen. So I'll shorten that for you. We beat Aberdeen 6-0 at home towards the end of January. Who scored the six goals? Try to make try to make the January question as uh, upbeat as possible, but January was not a great January month for us, unfortunately. Two derby defeats in there. Um, I'm just obviously going just giving you time to answer here. I, I can't actually. There's only one that I can't remember. Me too. You can hazard a guess as well. It's all good. Oh, um, I can't remember it. Yeah, so obviously we had our, just while the boys are writing down their answers to that, we obviously kicked off the year on my birthday while I was in London, which was great. 3-0 derby defeat. Um, then had a 3-2 victory away to, to Motherwell. Kevin Nisbet's hat-trick, I believe, was that game. Yep. Then we had our, our 2 all against Dundee United. 6-0 um, against Aberdeen as well. And then the end of the month on the, the one all. The Dundee United to... game, was that when Nisbet scored last minute? It was, yeah. Um, and it was torrential rain. Right, have um, we all got some kind of an answer? We're happy in that. We'll move on to February. Yeah. Good. Okay, so in February, Lewis Stevenson became the all-time record holder for Hibs League appearances after he played the full 90 minutes in a 1-0 away victory at St Mirren. Two questions here, so there's a bonus point available. What was the landmark amount of appearances so what was the landmark that he broke so i want to know what lewis became after that performance what his league appearance was after that and for a bonus point which former hibs player did he overtake so who held that record before lewis so i'll repeat the question again played st Mirren in february lewis stevenson played 90 minutes lewis stevenson then becomes the all-time league hibs appearance maker with how many appearances was Bonus that point. the um, who did he overtake? What game was that? Was that when Hoppy made his debut after McCurdy got uh, injured? That's when Ellie Yuan um, yeah. done a celebration and then the lassies in the background taking a selfie with him. Uh, yeah. Are we getting a that, grace number for like the appearances? Um, if none of you are right for questions like that, if none of you are right, we'll go with whoever's the the closest. But 
cool. if you want the bonus point, you can always hazard a guess as well for, for the, the person. Um, there aren't many questions throughout this quiz where it's multiple choice. Um, I think there is one, maybe two. So, um, right. two numbers like. Right, we'll move on to March. So if you haven't already, write down a figure and write down a player that he overtook. In March, Josh Campbell gave us the lead at Celtic Park from the penalty spot in a game which we went on to lose 3-1. This is a two-pointer two as well, so there is a bonus point available. First part, who got sent off for us? Second question for the bonus point, can you name me the minute he was sent off? And I just want to caveat this with any questions in this quiz that are relating to minutes or attendances or times or anything like that, yellow cards, scorers, they're all taken off like historical data based on like live score and stuff like that. So just to repeat the question, Josh Campbell scored to give us the lead at Celtic Park and again we went on to lose 3-1. We got a man sent off in that game. Who was it and what minute for a bonus bonus point? Right, we'll go back and review January's. Okay, so Craig, I would like you to tell me and I'll I'll get all three of your answers for all like for this question, then I'll tell you what the right ones were. Craig, can you tell me who we enjoyed? watching scoring six goals at Easter Road when we were begging for Ethan Ladle to get on and he, he didn't get on when we were sitting in the famous five upper. Who scored the six goals for Hibs that day? Uh, Campbell Hattie, Kevin Isbitt, Will Fish and Ellie Yuan. Both Johns, you both get that or is there anything different? Yeah, exactly I, got, I, struggled, I struggled with remembering Ellie Yuan but... Uh, that, was my, that was the one I couldn't get as well. I was trying yeah. to think who uh, scored between... Because obviously Josh scored the first two. And then well, Ewan could, was I, the header, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, because I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the header on the celebration, and I remember the commentary as well after Ewan. Because uh, Campbell's penalty, Nisbet and Fish's goal were all in the famous five-ing. No. So, just to let you know, just to confirm the right answer, Josh Campbell hat-trick, Ellie Yuan, Kevin Nisbet, Will Fish. So, six points for all these, because he's got all six goal scorers correct. February. Um, John Mack, Lewis Stevenson became the all-time league record appearance maker with how many appearances? What was the record-breaking number? He got a photo in the changing room with Lee Johnson with a with a shirt. What was I on that shirt? It's I'm between two numbers. Is it five fifty? What's your other What's your other number? Five hundred. But I'll go with five fifty. Okay, John Tommy. What you got? I'm the exact same. I'm five fifty. I was toying between five fifty and five hundred because I couldn't remember. I can remember the picture, but I can't remember. I remember the five or zero. That's all I remember. Big. I was bit. I just changed it to five seven three, but in my mind before it was five four four. Okay, so the shirt that he held up had a number of four fifty. Oh, oh. four fifty. Four league appearances. Oh. Remember league oh. appearances. It was a record league. Appearances. So name, both Johns you were you were closest way five hundred. So I'll give you both the point. I'll give you both a point for that. I'm going to assume that both of you did not get the name of the player that you overtook. Look, I put Riley, but I don't think that's right. Nah. John, you want to hazard a guess as well? I'd let you have a clue. Nah, can, right. Craig, help us with the right Duncan. answer. Yep, correct. Arthur Duncan. So I'll give you a point for that as well. So we're still okay. all tied after February's. 
question. Right, last one for this round, and then we'll move into April, May, and June. Um, Josh Campbell gave us a lead at Celtic Park, three-one. John Tolmey, who got sent off? Was it Ellie Yuan? John Mack, was it Ellie Yuan? Was it Ellie Yuan? Craig, was it Ellie Yuan? That's correct. So at the yeah. moment, one point for each. Okay. Craig, do you know which minute he received the red card or the red card was shown to him? I've got 20 seconds. Okay. John Mack? I've got 17. John Tommy? I've got 25, but I'm between 25 and 28. Pick one. 28. If you'd picked 25, you would have got the bonus point. It was the 24th. <laughs> it was the 24th minute, so Craig gets the bonus point. <laughs> Lovely. I thought I thought you would have got a hint with, with my smile when you said 25, <laughs> and then I said pick which one. Right, boys, we're moving to April now. So do April, May, June, and that'll obviously bring us to a close of what was the 22-23 season, and will bring us into this season's questions. In April, we secured our only derby victory of 2023. How fucking terrible is that? We played six games, <laughs> lost three, drew two, and won one. Kevin Nisbet's 67th minute strike gave us the win. It's a two-pointer as well, so there's a bonus point available. Who took the corner that crossed it in? And the bonus point, who headed it back across goal? So I need two players' names. I want to know who head, who crossed the ball in for the corner. For those of you that can't remember, it was a corner. And who headed like, it back across for the back post? Confident with the header, but the corners... Aye, the corners throw me off. The corners dodgy. I will, I what I will say is, right, I know, and I, just because I don't know if either of you will be thinking this, the corner was a million percent an in-swinger. Yeah. So it wasn't a joke, like, it couldn't have been Joe Newell that took it. Aye, because it was on the left-hand side of your face in the goals. Aye, it's like the West Stand side at the famous five end. I've got an answer, but I don't even know if he played this Aye. game, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm picking the same right. person. So we've both got two names down, though, yeah? Got the corner yeah. taker and got the, the assist. Or... Yeah. yeah. To be fair, there are two answers that I would accept for who headed it back across goal, one of them being a comedic answer. So, um, yeah, I'll see if any of you maybe pick up on that with your answer. There is a correct answer, but there's also a funny answer that I would accept. In the month of May, we scored eight goals as we were pushing for European football. We beat St Mirren 2-1, we beat Celtic 4-2, we drew with Hearts 1-0 and also drew with Aberdeen. Our only loss that month was against Rangers at home and it was 3-1. What I want to know is who scored the most goals for us in those games. I don't need to know how many they scored, but I want to know which player scored the most goals for us in the month of May. What was it against so St Mirren 2-1? So we beat St Mirren 2-1, we beat Celtic 4-2, we drew one all and 0-0 with Hearts and Aberdeen, and we got beat by um, Rangers 3-1. That Aberdeen game, we fucking battered them up there as well, eh? Missed the penalty. Aye. I'm okay. going to put two answers, but I'm going to choose between them because I'm... That's fine, you can, you can pick at the time. You can write two names down, but I'll only be accepting one, so... Right, we'll move into the month of June and that will close off the 22-23 season and then we'll review April, May's and June's questions. So, at the end of February, we were obviously saddened to hear about the passing of Ron Gordon. In June, the club held its first ever inaugural 24-hour football match in his memory. 
this was a number of charity events that the club done to raise event uh, raise money on behalf of the Gordon family for the local community. How much to the closest thousand, as reported on the club's website in an article at the end of June, did the club raise? Don't have a clue. Either a, either of the Johns, did you just play in the match? No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I, I went. I, John, went I, I, I thought I remember you playing. Uh, yeah. Because I think I remember talking to you about it. I think I played one till, I think I played midnight to two. Yeah. And then you were in at three. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I played. I, I think I played two till six or something like. That. We were meant to do two till four, but they just let us stay on. So. Uh, my first match was a seven a seven aside match. And then we went to 11, so we didn't have enough bodies. Um, right, so just to repeat this question, how much to the closest thousand, as reported on the club site at the end of June, did they raise? And that's not just from the match, not just from the match, it's all the fundraising events that they've done as part of the whole community event for the passing they're on. Okay, right, we'll go back to April's question. Um, John told me, who crossed the ball in? I put GDH, Jake Doggett. Okay, and who did you put for header in it back across? I feel like it was Hanlon. Okay, John Mack, what you got? I put um, I put Cadden to take the corner, but now I'm thinking about it, I don't think. So I put Cadden and I put yeah. Hanlon to header it back. Okay, Craig? I put GDH corner and Hanlon for the header. Okay, so two of you got the right answer, so obviously, John Mack, it was not Cadden that crossed it in. It was GDH. Um, so you're you're right thinking, oh, you couldn't remember if he even played in the game because he is always bloody injured. So yeah, uh, <laughs> two points in the way of John Tolmey and Craig Leach and one point for John Mack. Monthly May, John Mack, save us. Who scored the most goals in the monthly May for us? I was I was between two names again, but Nisbet, I'm pretty sure it was Nisbet. John? Well, I've got Nisbet and Josh Campbell because I can't remember when Josh Campbell started scoring loads of goals, but I'm just going to stick with Josh Campbell just in case. Change I've put Nisbet just on the two against Celtic and one against Hearts, kind of. I think I don't know if maybe Ellie's close to it. Did you see the two off. against Celtic? Was it Nis- Was it Yuan that scored two against Celtic? Correct. It was oh, Ellie Yuan no. that scored the most goals for us in the month of May. Fuck! I had Nisbet and Yuan too. And I- I thought it was two against Celtic. So, <laughs> Neil Poir for the month of May for all three of us. You and Nisbet, and who else scored against Celtic? Paul, Paul Hammond. Was it Hammond? Oh, it was yeah. like the own goal yeah. thing at the end. Of... Yeah. Ah, bollocks. Right, month, month of June, John told me how much did was raised for the Community Foundation, which they reinvested into the local community. Closest, closest wins, by the way, on this one. I think I've highballed this completely. I put 317k. <laughs> I tell you what, right? Because you have completely highballed it, I'll give you the opportunity right now before the other two give their answer to come up with another answer. Thirty-two grand. Right. Okay. Thirty-two is, is what you're sticking with, yeah. Craig. I put seventy. John. I put forty-five. Forty-five thousand. So, John, you would have had the correct answer if I didn't allow John Tommy to reassess his answer. 
Um, I can give you if, if you are happy with a point each on that one, Craig, you're way off. It was actually thirty two thousand. So yeah. Um the football match alone raised eighteen and then the rest was all raised through everyone else. See when you said thirty two there, I was like, has he got that fucking article open on this one? <laughs> no, I was like, there's no way he's I went for like three hundred and seventeen. Three hundred and seventeen K and I was like I wrote it and I was like, I can't be right at all. That just can't be I just stuck in my head and I was like, I don't know why. Uh right, bringing us into the twenty three, twenty four season, we're gonna do July, August and September's now. On the fifth of July we signed Dylan Levitt. Over his two spells at Dundee United, how many appearances did he make? You've got three options here. 51, 62 or 70. So how many appearances in total did Dylan Levitt make over his two spells at Dundee United? 51, 62 or 70? Is it 51, 62, did you say? Yep, so 5-1, 6-2, 7-0. August. Oh, abs question, is it? It's a Dundee United question, Sean. But... Well, the the options are all Hibs related scores. Well, right, but you can make that about any question. Res- hey, respect for the quizmaster, Craig. What <laughs> quizmaster? That was the only rule. That was my only rule. I at least adhere to it, please, sir. Could give right. a fuck about your rules. Your questions. Pat. Maybe I just don't give a fuck about your answers. <laughs> right, August. In August, we played nine games in the month of August across three competitions. We went on to sack Lee Johnson before the Villa away game. What I want you to know, uh, what I want you to answer, sorry, is who did his last victory come against? Was that in the month of August? Within the month of August, yep. So I'll repeat the question. There is a bonus point available if you can get the correct score. In the month of August, we played nine competitive football matches. Across three competitions. We then sacked Lee Johnson before the last game in August, which was against Aston Villa. I want to know Lee Johnson's last victory. Not necessarily league or cup or friendly or whatever, just his last victory. Who was it against? Bonus point for the score. So, because yeah. you said obviously no league, it's a trick one. Oh, well, the, que- the, the the question reads across three competitions. Yeah, but then you went, it's not necessarily the league. It could be a double bluff, Greg. You never know. It can be because we never won in the league. Or did we? Well, we, pl- we played in three competitions, so. Oh. Right. I'll move on to September's and then we can review those three sets of questions in the month of September we went the full month unbeaten and we played five games how many league points did we pick up in the month of September how many games five so we were unbeaten in the month of September as we played five games how many league points did we pick up Okay. You are doing like surprisingly well so far. If I'm being honest. Right, we'll move like back. A, is it like a closest to it? Aye, closest aye, closest points on that one, I 
pluses points. If you can remember what the games are, then you then you'll be able to obviously work out how many points we got. My memory is that bad that I can't even remember who they played. So what was when did jo- Johnson got sacked just before the Villa game? Eh? Yeah. Wait, so the first the, you, so the first the first, first month game of, after that first, was Aberdeen away. Uh, which was under Gray. And that was so then, in the month. That was the month of September. So then Kelly would have been Montgomery's first game. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll move back. July. Dylan Levitt. Overall appearances for Dundee United. There's three possible um, choices that you've had here. 5-1, 6-2 or 7-0. John Mack, what did you go with? Uh, 62. 62. John Tommy? I put 51. Big? I put 62. It was a total of 62. 62 appearances across two spells. I think there was a total of nine goals and assists, actually, which I thought was, thought he'd done better than that. But Right, August question. <clears throat> Lee Johnson's last victory came against who, Craig? Wraith Rovers in the Viaplay Cup. Okay. And what was the score? 2-1. John Mack? I, I put Luzerne. 3-1. It was Wraith. It was Wraith. I, I, I couldn't remember who was played in the cup. Yeah. And it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life. That was bad. Venti, Venti scored that. I can't remind who scored yeah. that one. Venti and Yuan. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so two points for Craig on that one. I think that takes you into the lead, if I'm honest, Craig. So you've done well there. Sure. Um, September's. How many points did we gain from, obviously, league matches? So how many league points did we pick up in the month of September? So, John Tommy, how many did you put? Nine. John Mack? Uh, eight. Big? Eight. Correct answer is eight. Eight, 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 eight. Because there was a League Cup game in, in those five games Saint against St Mirren 4-2. Oh, so it was Aberdeen 2-0, Kelly 2-0, St Johnston 2-0 and... Dundee. Dundee 0-0. Yep. I knew so, there were those draws in there, but I could not remember how many. The Dundee game at home was pissed. Like, that bet was quality for Dundee that day. Right, home straight now, boys. Last three questions of the quiz, and then we'll do a total up. Wait, hold um, on. Did I get a bonus for Wraith 2 1? Yeah, well, John gets it as well, but I. Yeah, but I saved the score. Yeah, but John also had the score. Oh, did he? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I'm getting the right points here, Sean. Come yeah, on, yeah, mate. two points. Yeah, two points. Don't you worry about it. Okay, in October, unfortunately, because it was a draw, it was probably one of the best highlights of the calendar year. Ellie Yuan gave us 90 seconds to remember in October as we came from 2-0 down to draw 2 all versus Hearts. What minute and second, according to Hibs TV, did the ball hit the back of the net for the second goal? Fuck off, Sean, man. <laughs> again, the second? Yeah, again, closest wins. <sighs> Oh, okay. Gonna go for it, yeah. Now, if hold on a minute, it's so like, so you're saying Hibs TV, right? Yeah. I was there. Yeah. So was I. So how am I supposed that? to see it on Hibs TV if I'm there? Um, that's just the question. 
question. Just the question. So did you say closest minute and second? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like at the aftermath of the game, it, it's well documented what minute the first and the second goal is scored in. No, just that or, there was or 87, it, se- 87 seconds between aye. the pair of them. Aye. So, um, if... If any is if any is have it if you if any of you have the same minute and second to get the point, you will then whoever is then closest to the first goal. So if you want to write the first goal down and the second goal for anyone that either gets it. So would that not give that not give you the same if you just take eight to seven seconds off it? If well if if you're correct as well. Oh, cool. So you, you should be correct, but Depends how good your maths is as well. Oh well, I'm just shout, so I'm just gonna okay. go. Okay, so just to repeat, what what minute and second, according to Hibs TV, did the ball hit the back of the net? And I'm sure we've all watched the highlights back after the game as well. Hibs TV posted the highlights and it had the score and the time in the top left. And you probably would have been looking at that because you would have wanted to see the limbs afterwards. Moving to November's question. In our 2-1 victory away to Dundee, Lewis Miller was sent off. During his Hibs career, how many yellow cards has he received? His whole Hibs career. Now, I will just caveat that with, obviously, Dundee was a red. He got, he got two. He got two. So I am in, I'm not including that as like one red and I'm deducting the two yellows. I am including those two yellow cards, okay? So, in the 2-1 victory away to Dundee, Lewis Miller was sent off. During his whole Hibs career, how many yellow cards has he received? Closest ones. Is this just in the league or is this all competitions? All comps. All comps. That's a solid number then. Right, last question. Uh, our last victory of the calendar year, we beat Livy away 1-0 away from home and Martin Boyle scored the only goal of the game. That left Martin Boyle on a calendar year of seven goals, two in the league, all scored this current season. What I want you boys to uh, answer for me is who is our top goal scorer for the calendar year? That's one point. How many goals did they score in the calendar year? That's two points. Now, for the purposes of us potentially being close, what I want from you is, is to also write down who you think was second in that calendar year with how many goals. So Boyle only got seven for January to December. Correct. Two in the league. He got two in the league, two in the League Cup, and three European, and he was our third. That's for Boyle. That's I seen that he was injured, was he not? Yeah, he was yeah. yeah, he was injured. He was injured. Oh. So I want I want to know who was who was next. But so the top goal scorer for the calendar year, how many they scored, and then I also want to know who was second. And I'm only using who was second on that list with how many goals. If more than one of you get the top goal scorer and the number of goals correct, all good. Yep. Yep. Craig, I'm yeah. going to assume you're all good because you froze for me. You might not have froze for the boys, but you no, froze for me. No, I was, I was ty- typing away. Still froze, to be fair. But Okay, 
Right, let's go back to October's question. That's a right funny question, I do admit. However, <laughs> I want to change it up a little bit. Right, okay, Craig, what minute and second have you got for Eli Yuan scoring the second goal? So 68th minute. And then I've put 39 seconds. So six, So have you, So is that 67 or 68? I've just told you, Sean, 68. And then 68th minute, 39 seconds. Right, OK. So that would then be the 69th minute. That's fine. Well, it's not. So 68, 39 is what you're saying. 68 and 39. Yeah, so it'd be the 68th minute because it doesn't cross over into the 69th minute until it hits 69. Right, OK. Disagree. However, that's fine. 68, 39 is what you've got. Yeah. I'm not trying to indicate whether that is or is not the right answer, by the way. I was just trying to clarify how you'd put it. That's all. John Mack, minute and second, what you got? I think I've got this wrong. I'm 71 and 23. John told me? 70, 42. 70, 42, yeah. Okay. The correct minute was 67 and 12 seconds. So Craig gets the point. It wasn't it, it was the 68th minute as recorded, but... Correct, well, no. because if, you, if you're, as soon as you go 67, 0, 1, you're then obviously in the 67th minute, so you're right. I think you're talking that's why I was, that's why I was seeking for clarity on what you said, Craig. <laughs> don't know why you're going all opta joe on us here like but fair enough just clarifying the minutes there craig that's all you got the point <laughs> don't you worry son november john told me how many yellow cards how many yellow cards has lewis miller received in his hips career 14 14 I'm wrong with my keyboard, it keeps typing two, and that is definitely not the right answer anyway. John Mack? Uh, I put seven. Craig? I've put eight. The correct answer is nine. So Craig grabs a point again. So he got one against Luzerne away, one against Villa away, one against Motherwell away. Kelly away, Rangers away, Kelly at home, two, obviously, Dundee, and then St Johnston. So he never got booked in the whole of last season? Nope. So they only played about three games or something, didn't I know. I know. I was surprised to see that they were all this season as well. I Kay. feel like every game he plays, he gets booked. That's why I just put fucking 14. Nah, you're right. You are right, though. Okay. Last question. Our top goal scorer for the calendar year. Craig, who did you put? Two them throwed between two, but I've put Ellie Yuan as the top goal scorer. And how many goals did you put for Ellie Yuan? Twelve. I'm assuming this is across all competitions as well. Oh, oh yeah, all comps. I put twelve, but I think that might be a bit a bit high. Just out of curiosity, because you were toying between two, who did you have as the, the next person? Nisbet. With how many? Nine. Okay. John Mack? Uh, I've got Yuan as well, um, with 11. Big, how many goals did you say 12 for Ellie Yuan? 12, right? John Tommy? No, but I put 13. 13. Who did you have as your second choice? Just out of curiosity. Yuan. with how many? 
11. Tomac? Uh, I had Campbell with 10. So our top goal scorer throughout the calendar year was Ellie Yuan. Okay. So John and Craig get a point for that at least. And he ended the calendar year on 16 goals. He's on nine already this season, which baffled me considering how little he seems to have played recently. I'm assuming that's nine nine of the seasons for all all comps again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, he's got four hearts and Motherwell alone, isn't he? Yeah, and then you've got the game against Wraith and then the European games. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 16. And then Nisbet was next on uh, 10. I didn't bother counting Campbell, to be fair. So Campbell could potentially be 9 or 10. But, um, yeah, didn't think you would get so that. So I get the bonus point for being closest, then. For score, for goal scorer, uh, for for that person, yeah, that's correct. Whereas if John Tommy had said earlier, you and he would have obviously got the the two points instead because he said thirteen. But yeah, correct, Craig. Yeah, man. Right, okay. Totaling it up, let's have a little nosy. Um, I can't see Craig because he's still frozen for me, but I'm assuming he's sitting there cockedly with a big massive smile on his face because he's assuming that he's champion again, <laughs> taking full sweep on these these quizzes here. Uh, right, okay. Anyone any want to throw any guesses at what you think he's got overall across the calendar year? You got a bonus point. Uh, I will give you five. I'll give you five bonus points if you can correctly guess how many you got. Fourteen. Okay, John Mack. Uh, Twelve. So you both got that wrong, Craig. <laughs> I think so. Do I get the bonus points as well if I get mine right? Yeah. I think I got nineteen. You got 21. Did I get 21? 21. Including all bonus points as well, goal scorers, everything like that. Yep, that's correct. Craig, ends, Craig ends the, the EP on champion, 21 points. Uh, John Mack on 14, John Tommy on 11. Not like me. No, it's not. I'm not surprised, actually. <laughs> I actually, what can, to I, say, be fair, what can Craig, I say? I've got grown up, I had nothing in my life but hubs. Craig, I'm going to. So, I'm going to. Can I give you a backhanded compliment here? I was kind of annoyed when you said that you were going to come on because I kind of knew that you were going to just <laughs> romp, it. romp it. I thought it might have been closer in competition if Mark or uh, Liam were here. To be fair, like the so the Levitt one was a guess. Miller with the cards was a guess. Like so, I've only got them purely by guessing. I knew the the Arthur Duncan one. And then again, most of them are just guesses, to be fair. The Wraith one, I've pulled up my arse for somewhere. I don't know how. Probably the way that the question was worded as well. Yeah, as soon as you say that it's not, it wasn't in the league. Yeah. And then I tried to think when the Luzerne game was, and that was like sandwiched in between league games. Because I think there was the first leg against Villa, not after the Wraith game. Yeah, and it was in between the Livy game. Yeah. Because he got sacked after the Livy game. Yeah, so it was Wraith, Villa at home, Livy at home, and then Villa away, and he got sacked after Livy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, boys. To bring the episode to a close, um, I want to get a couple of 2024 predictions off of you. But before we get that, I would like a 2023 calendar year, not seasonal, calendar year rating from you all about how, out of 10, how good 
the 2023 season was for the Hibs. Craig, I'll come to you first. Um, and you're uh, mo- you're more than welcome to give your rationale for a certain number out of ten. Ten being the the best possible, by the way. Yeah, I'd go five, closer yeah. towards a four than a six. Yeah. Um, too many derby defeats. Again, that might be something that gets clipped and used against us, but fuck it, we're used to it by now. <laughs> uh, too many derby defeats. Really poor recruitment. One really poor manager. One manager who, on paper, should be doing a bit better than what he is. Um, I think my rating would have been lower if it wasn't for the fact that we got that run in Europe. Um, obviously, I wasn't lucky enough to get the chance to go, but you've seen the buzz, like the buzz about playing Aston Villa East the road. That's a buzz that you didn't really get that much. You know, seeing the quality of a team like that come. Um, obviously, we had the horrendous result in Andorra on that as well. But I about, I'd say a five, but probably closer to like a four point eight than going anything above five, just because it's been. We've been it's like we've been constantly going downhill and then getting a wee jump and then just going back downhill again. So aye, I'd probably 4.8. go four point eight. Go four point eight, aye. John Mack. Um I'd I'd say a six. I think I was a bit more positive about this year. Um the the run in Europe was good. That was that was good. The obviously we didn't beat Hearts once this year, so that was good as well. Um, and we sat Lee Johnson, so I see that as positive. So, six. That brings it up to six. Yeah. Actually, no, can I just jump in, right? And I'll tell you my highlight of the year. My highlight of the year is Liam buying a flag that says the Sharks care about Mondays just before <laughs> Lee Johnson got sacked. And it's still sitting in the shop. So he's paid for a flag that he's still not picked up because the manager that he, the manager's quote he used, got punted as the flag was being made. So yeah, I, that's a highlight for me as well. Like that's a highlight. John Tommy, what's your rating? Twenty twenty three. In terms of on the pitch and all that, four. But I'd get I'd bring it up to maybe like a five and a half based on like vibes. I mean, I was lucky enough to go to Luzerne away, and it was fucking one of the best days of my life. Mm. I think as shite as it sounds, that two all against Parks was great. I was in the front row helping ever come back into the fucking into the stand. I mean, I mean the two three 0 losses against Hearts was a sucker punch. And I what way to start a year and end the year? Eh? Yeah. Exactly. Been ups and downs. It's just been eh. It's the best way to describe it. And I mean, to be honest, bonus points exactly like John said, sacking Lee Johnson, get him to sack three midget. Yeah. You nah. probably, I'd probably describe the year as a stubbed toe. <laughs> nah. Like, just fuck it. So, like, you start off with a derby defeat, right? So, it's like, ah, oh, fucker. And your foot hurts for a while. And then the pain subsides. And then you end up stubbing it again. So, uh, it's like, the, consist- the season is a consistency of a stubbed toe. So, looking forward to 2024, which we're obviously now well in. We've got the winter break at the moment for those that are listening to this as it comes out. Um, 
going to get a couple of predictions off the boys as it stands. So I would like uh could be the most wildest prediction, the most obscure prediction, however you want, just a prediction of some kind that is going to happen in 2024, whether it is this season or next, as long as it's within the calendar year. Make an as wildest prediction as you want. So I want a prediction of that kind, of that nature. Um, I would also like you to predict some kind of result at some point in the future, whether it be against Hearts, Celtic, or going away to Ibrox and scudding them 3-0 or something like that, whatever. Um, and who you think Hibsy's best player will be in the calendar year of 2024. That's, your, that's the three things I want from you, boys. So, Craig, I'll come to you first. So, a wild prediction will be that we will not end the season with Nick Montgomery as manager. For good or bad? Bad. Okay. So, that's not what I want. It's just you wanted a wild prediction, so I'll give you a wild yep. prediction. Yeah. A reasonable prediction will be we will get back to Hamden again. Um, whether it be this season's Scottish Cup or next season's League Cup. Um, and we will we will give or take a doing off the hearts, like a severe doing. Are you talking like three-plus goals? Either, yeah, way. either way. So we'll give them a three-plus goal doing or they'll give us another three-plus goal doing. Seeing as it's only literally happened twice in my lifetime. For Hibs, I know. For Hibs, and I've seen I've seen it three times in one season, going the other way, four actually. So. And uh, star star oh, Hibs player. Uh, I don't know because we won't sign him until summer next season. <laughs> Aye, okay. Fair. It'll be it'll be whoever we bring out the, like whoever the recruitment brings in. In, a, in the summer. I'm not trying to back out of that, I'm just trying to... Well, since you're not backing out of that, what I will ask you for instead, and the other two boys can think of this as well, a player that we will sell that the hip support will be unhappy with, either in this window or the summer window. Joe I mean, there's no, there's no pleasing the hip support at any Joe time Joe. anyway. John Newell, I think. Okay. January or summer? Either or. I know that's a bit, that's a bit of a cop-out, actually. So. I wouldn't even, do you know what, given that he's barely, no barely played, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Ellie get a move elsewhere if he doesn't consistently play. Okay. But so I, I think to... it'll, be, it'll be a mainstay. It'll be either a Newell or maybe, maybe Boyle. Okay. Okay, bold. So just to summarise... Wild prediction, Nick Montgomery. Craig thinks that Nick Montgomery will potentially be sacked. Only because, right, and let, let, me, let me add my rationale for that, right? Okay. Only because I've seen it online already. Okay. With fans. And not the, we just want to caveat that with he, that's not what Craig wants to happen. Yeah, but that's, that's, not a, that's my, a wild not take. My, not my own thingy. You wanted a wild one, so I'll give you a wild yep. one. That, and just with the reaction online to him, um, um, and I know that's not, you kind of take that as a massive sample size of the hip support, but we know what it's like when the echo chamber starts. Correct, correct. Um, and that 
Montgomery won't get the chance to see it through to the summer only because we will have possibly, like I said, a, a scudding to hearts or from hearts. Um, no. So I feel no. it could could go like Maloney type vibes with, okay. with Montgomery. Okay. So a wild take, Monty sacked, a realistic prediction back at Hamden. Um, Sorry, back at Hamden and win it and win something. All right, okay. Should I, I should okay. have added that before. Back Sorry. at Hamden and win either Scottish or League Cup. Okay. Score prediction, he thinks that we will either take a three plus doing or, a, or beat Hearts by three or more goals at some point in the calendar year. Um, and star player will be some world day that we sign in the summer. John Mack, the two of you actually have had plenty of time to mull over this. Um, John Mack, I'll come to you first. Wild take first. Mm, I don't know. If, I don't know if it could be classed as wild. I reckon Harry McCarty is going to score six goals before the end of the season. Some people would say that's a wild take, you know, but I'm all on board for it. I think he could be suited. Oh, 100%. I'll Did take see one it? just to see the. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be it'll be in the cup a few, in a few weeks against Forfa. I'll score all six. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know the only thing I'm praying for, right? The only thing I'm praying for a McCurdy goal is that it's not like a consolation. I know that I'm it's either thinking. a goal to go one up, two up, or equalise. Yeah. In a decent time of the game, and for Liam to not be there. And you also want it to be raining, so it's the longest knee slide possible. Yeah, and I do. I just want to make sure that I'm clear on that. That I do want it to happen while Liam is not at the game and he's watching it on Hibs TV because I know that that would absolutely break his heart. Because <laughs> as as we've seen, Sean, any time Harry McCurdy was on the bench and goes up to walk past him, Liam stands up, does the bow and arrow, and gets patched every single time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, realistic prediction um, before we get on to your score prediction of some kind realistic uh, probably quite boring I think we'll finish I think we'll finish four not not third not fifth I think we'll finish four okay score line prediction of some kind whether like Craig said either good or bad it could be I think we'll beat Rangers when we play them in a few weeks actually I think we'll beat them 2-0 2-0 or 3-0 but we'll beat them fantastic uh, and star man of 2024 oh, I'm not, um, I reckon I reckon Yuan I reckon Yuan will, will continue his form this season will do very well next season and he'll get a move next January so that, that kind of answers the last question then do you think he will then be the fans favourite that will then be next to be sold yeah, but well, yeah, I think it'll be next. Based year, on we'll, aye. We'll, we'll class it in this year. Aye, John, to wrap us up, wild take. What you think, Cam? I think we will get to the cup final of the Scottish this season and win it. Fantastic. You want to make an even bolder prediction and say who it's against and score or? Don't do that. Who's <laughs> still in it? To be honest with you, is it all, are all the big teams? Still Every, in? Everyone, I they come into it in this round. I think Celtic, and I think we'll beat them three two with a very fairly well a fairly late goal from Harry McCurdy. 
That is a wild take, and I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Um, might clip it and just send it to Harry McCurdy. Just give him yeah, the motivation that, yeah. that he needs. That's what he needs. He needs it. Uh, right, not as wild, but a prediction of some kind. Uh, I think uh, another scudding against Aberdeen. I think we'll pump them again this season or next. At least this year. Yep. I think we'll pump them again. Maybe no 6-0, but a 4-0 or 5-0. I would love for us to be the one to then sack Barry Robson. Tears again. Um, score prediction of some kind. I know I've asked you for one in the, the, the wild take there, but generally across the, the calendar year of 2024. An actual realistic one, I think. I think we'll beat Celtic 3 now at some point this season, probably to the later end of this season, where there are They've already won the league and they don't care. Oh, but like basically last season. I'm ass- I'm assuming that'll then be Easter Road then. Is that what you're? Ah, uh, yeah. It uh, has to be because I mean Brendan Rodgers has track record at Easter Road isn't great. So. Nah. No, you're right. A star man for Hibs in 2024. Howard McCarthy, I think. Now that he's back, and he's actually back, hopefully for good. And, I mean, this is touching on the question of who's going to go. I think if Eliyuan gets a move in the summer, the person you turn to is going to be Harry McCurdy and I think next season, if not this season, he's going to kick on. Do you think Eliyuan will be the next one to, to be sold down? Does that answer the last question? I hope not. I mean, I, I, I sort of see it, but I sort of don't. I think he's still got a lot to prove at Hibs. That's if he gets the time and whatnot. But, I mean... I could see a, a Lewis Stevenson going to like Dunfermline or something like that. And if, if he doesn't retire here. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll give you his mind just to close us. I think that we will win the League Cup um, towards the tail end of, of 2024. And I think we'll beat a team that is out with the so-called top four, top five within the league. I think it'll be a I don't want to call them a diddier team, but not not a Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Aberdeen. I don't think it'll be one of them. Uh, I think we'll beat them in the final. Um, my prediction will be, I think we will finish fifth this season. Um, and that's I'm basing that on the fact, I think, that we will not get as much of a backing in the January window as we, we'd hope for. And I think Nick Montgomery will continue to be a little bit too stubborn. Um, and what I mean by that is I would rather see Dylan Venti play on the last man I'd rather want him in the box I don't want him coming deep and I think that is going to be what costs us Um, my score prediction is I think um, Dylan Venti in the derby game in the split will score two goals for us to beat them 2-0 and Eli Yuan will be our talisman in the year of 2024 and Dylan Venti will leave in the summer is, is my prediction across the board. Whether that be through scoring too many goals or whether that be through unhappiness of being played deep, I don't know, but that's what I think will happen. So, listen, boys, really, really appreciate the three jumping on. Massive, massive thank you to both of Johns for jumping on. Um, much love to both of you guys for coming on. Hope you have had a good time. 
Um, I feel like it is only right before we close up to find out what everyone did actually have for dinner. I feel like it would be rude not to. Uh, John, I know you are out. So do you want to let us know, for those of you that didn't check the DM that we were sent, do you want to hit us with what you what you have feasted on this afternoon before we close up? Can you get the pictures up? Because I'm actually forgetting. For Asada. It was more lunch, but we'll, we'll class it as a dinner. Um, so I had duck wraps, like duck, oh. duck pancakes for, for a starter, and it had like a salsa bit as well, which was very, very good. Uh, I had a steak from my main with chips and tomatoes, and that was very good. And then a chocolate cake for dessert, and that was shit. I'm assuming <laughs> there was chocolate cake left then if it was poor. There was plenty of chocolate cake left, yeah. John, Tommy, what'd you have? Well, I'm or going, going to be hopping off this and going to have hot dogs because I'm fucking starving and I've been eating about one thing today. So hot dogs for dinner once I jump off this. Craig, I'm assuming yours has arrived mid-recording. Yeah. Um, pizza. What... A kebab pizza. Pizza. Uh, no, kebab pizza. Mario's. Oh, That's that getting devoured. That's in, hmm? that's in Lone Head, isn't it? No, up at uh, up at the Calders. Oh, I New um, Year, save me and all that nonsense. Eh? <laughs> uh, you'll be unsurprised to hear I had a pasta dish, but it was meatballs and rigatoni, so um, it was all right. That. It was all right. And However, I'll just caveat that with it was my birthday yesterday. And I went out for the biggest of Nando's for my lunch. And then I went to the Caprice in Musselburgh for a half and half pizza and pasta. And that was absolutely tremendous. If you don't know, get to know. Yeah. Best pizza around, get involved. Caprice Musselburgh. Caprice pizza is decent. Like, I've not had, admittedly, I've not had one for years. But So come on, you know, your massive Nando's, what did you have? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, the, only, the only reason we went is because I wanted to try the mac and cheese. Um, was it good? It was tremendous. Really, really good. Really good. Um, I actually, side story, I, I went down to Birmingham for work and I went specifically to go for a Nando's to try that and all the Nando's in Birmingham close at quarter to five on a Monday. Don't know why. So I ended up, having, so I, so I ended up going for a Miller and Carter and getting like a three-courser with two extra sides. Um, so I had a double chicken wrap with cheese um, I had tender stem broccoli. I was going to get chips, but I'll come on to that in a second. So I had tender stem broccoli with the mac and cheese. Nando's are now doing a sharing platter of peri chips with chicken and cheese yeah, and that in it. So I had that as well. That was that was brilliant. Okay. That was really really good. Um, but yeah, sorry. Enough about food. We're definitely not a food podcast, although I certainly could talk <laughs> as if we do run one. Um, yeah. Thanks to everyone who's listened so far. Hopefully you's I tell you what, if anyone did manage to beat Craig in the quiz, let us know and let us know what your score was. Um, because that isn't a very, very impressive score. Um so fair play to Craig for, for winning that. I should probably just host the quizzes next time, eh? Because it's not really yeah, fair. probably that makes it a lot better <laughs> because then he doesn't have to play. Um so yeah, so well done to him. Thanks to the three for joining. Um much love, take care. Enjoy your night, whatever you're up to, and enjoy the next two, three weeks without Hibs. I'm sure we will, and I'm sure we'll all be chomping at the bit by the time we get beat by four for in a couple of weeks. (laughs) There goes math.
Right, stick in, boys. Take care. See you later. See you later. Let's get ready to rumble.